Welcome to Mr. Beast Burger, home of the Mr. Beast Burger. Can I take your order? Uh, yeah, man, I'd like a Mr. Beast Burger and some Beast Fries. I don't, I don't know what that is. What the fuck? Why did you just make us say that? <laughs> you guys uh, haven't heard about the Mr. Beast Burger? No. <laughs> all right. It better be good because you've, you've I, been hyping it all for the last hour. I spent two days on social media just hearing about fucking Mr. Beast Burger and going down a Mr. Beast Burger rabbit hole. <laughs> Ne- never came across my path. So basically, two days ago, 300 Mr. Beast Burgers opened around the country simultaneously. Hell yeah. Pop up, Mr. You Beast say Burger, open, pop what up. You mean? Well, Greg, when I say open, what do I mean? That's part of the mystery of this. <laughs> What's a Mr. Beast Burger? <laughs> it's a burger restaurant? Well, let's go back to the early days of YouTube two years ago. <laughs> cool yeah i'm following so there's a guy on youtube named mr beast who has a channel that is inexplicably popular uh and to give you guys an idea he had a huge hit in 2017 where he just counted from one to one hundred thousand in a video that's literally fucking 24 hours long hey man grinding that content gotta respect it has 21 million views yeah i mean all right so he's doing better numbers than us what's your point yeah more people watch this idiot count to one hundred thousand than will like see the next fucking star wars movie like this is an insane amount of people watch this fucking video uh of a guy once again literally just counting to one hundred thousand, right and to give you an idea of what a fucking weirdo this guy is is i guess it was in like 2018 there was this contest between PewDiePie, who is also a YouTuber, and T-Series, where they were competing to see who would have the most YouTube subscribers, right? And uh, who who could have the most of any YouTube channel. And Mr. Beast is such a weirdo that he actually went out and with his own money, purchased billboards and radio ads to uh, boost PewDiePie's numbers because they're buds. So... <sighs> So there, these are like alt right figures, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I can always. <laughs> uh, main thing to understand: fucking psychos. This is psycho shit, and so Mr. rich psycho shit. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like so. Mr. Beast is constantly giving away like large sums of money. So he's he's based out of Raleigh, uh, North Carolina. He when the Beast Burgers opened, the one physical location in Raleigh, which. It was a mystery of where it was. I think he had just posted a photo of it, but you couldn't find it on any sort of like app or anything like that. And I don't even know if it even had a sign outside, but it was just a building with no windows and only a drive through. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently when like one, there was a line around the block to go to it. And apparently when people would come up for their beast burger, he would just give them like $50,000. Like just out the window and just hand them like, K stacks of bills. Somebody got in a car wreck trying to get to the Beast Burger, and he just bought them a car. <laughs> I don't understand how YouTube is monetized, but there's no fucking way. Like, where does this money come from? <laughs> I have no fucking idea. So, the Beast Burger 300 opened up around the country. How's that possible? Well, you can only order them via del- order from it via delivery apps, DoorDash. Uh, all that shit, right? Okay. So that's the only way you can order from it. There's no clue as to where the physical locations of them are. 
And they are using what they're calling uh, ghost kitchens to cook it. And I have tried to find what the fuck they're talking about for so long. And what I think it is, and I don't know for sure, is restaurants that like aren't maybe doing business on their own. They're just sort of like Uberizing the restaurants and be like, yeah, cook like a Beast Burgers on the side and like send those out for delivery. Yeah. Uh, In fucking, I, I've given you all this information. I've looked into this for days now. I don't understand this. I don't understand the world we live in. So this guy, this this YouTube entrepreneur philanthropist has created a new fast food chain brand without the need for a physical location because you order it online like Amazon and then the actual production is outsourced to the food delivery apps and the and other kitchens that are in service probably yeah restaurants that are doing takeout already they just were maybe supplied with the bags you know yeah and the recipe yeah, and so, so they, they who, refer to wow, they um, refer to it as a virtual restaurant, <laughs> and I guess it's a it's it's done with this group called Virtual Dining Concepts, and yeah, it's like pretty inexplicable. I did see some restaurant workers complain that it's basically more work for them for like the same pay that they were getting before, right? So it's just like getting more shit thrown on you at a restaurant. Um, but again, this is. This is madness. So the, is, you're the, staring into the darkness. Now. The, the money was just a marketing thing aspect of this. Yeah. Him giving money out the window in uh, North Carolina. That was just to promote the, the restaurant and the uh, opening day of it or whatever. And like I said, as far as I can tell, that's the only one that you can go to. That has physically. like a physical location. Yeah. So, Even that one though, you can't go inside and every picture I saw of it, there's literally no windows. It's just a cinder block building like all around. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically I just imagine like just some like horrifying mutants inside. Well, I think there's probably guys with <laughs> shotguns inside protecting the cash. <laughs> like, that's just glue, man. Yeah. Somebody's going to be shitting out a golden, golden piece of lettuce or something. <laughs> so yeah this is this is us literally staring into the abyss um i did see a bunch of people were posting their pictures of their food that they got that they had ordered and it was like all of it looked like shit (laughs) one guy described it as looking like a dirty diaper but then followed (laughs) up but it tastes okay (laughs) well i mean you know how do you do you know there's not any real uh quality control or like you know proper scaling in this business model yeah some people were mad at the uh, rareness of all the food that they got, <laughs> they got. Um, including uh, chicken sandwiches and stuff that were fried on the outside and raw on the inside. Uh, <laughs> so, that's how, that's so how you want your meat. So I, yeah, I think the quality control thing might be an issue for future uh, virtual restaurants. So is this just I mean, maybe this is the obvious take, but is this just going to be everything now? Yeah, like where. Uh, Brands that we think of, you know, will just exist virtually. And even the Jack in the Boxes and the Burger Kings will not exist. They won't even have combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell anymore. They'll just be unsigned uh, cinder block buildings that Mm -hmm. have massive assembly line kitchens that make all of the food that gets delivered to your house. 
Yeah. You yeah. know, just like an Amazon warehouse. Yeah, yeah. You don't go to, you know, whatever store to buy something from Amazon. You just you go there and they ship it to you. They've got it all in just in a warehouse because of things. So now you will just like go to, well, probably eventually Amazon. But for now, Grubhub. And you like, I'd like the classic, you know, Taco Bell Mexican pizza and, a, and <laughs> an extra large Sprite, please. <laughs> and oh, throw in some Mexi nuggets. Um, mm-hmm. And it just comes from an Amazon warehouse style kitchen, like a, uh, for which there'd be like large regional distribution centers, but then there would, to keep the food hot, you know, there'd have to be like, you know, in every neighborhood, you know, there'd be one of these, but you don't yeah. only need the one, you know? So think of all, yeah, the overhead that is saved, but these physical locations, the staff where you could do it all, it'd all be 24 hours, right? You'd mm-hmm. never not be able to get food again, right? This would be part of the selling point of this great cultural shift. Yeah. yeah. It was like the economy of scale of this is so incredible that like obviously yeah you'd have it'd be 24 hours because you'd be able to keep that kitchen cranking with five or ten people mm-hmm. 24 hours no problem you know or down maybe in the middle we we hours it's down to two people you know well and basically the uh so like in europe they have these vending machines that have like real food in them <laughs> you just go up and like pop your euro in or whatever right and you'd like pull out like a pot roast. Right? I mean, there's like weird, like real food in it. Yeah, they, they used to and, call that. They used to have those here, too. Yeah, but uh, I think this is like you said, this is that except for with the Amazon distribution model on top. Uh-huh. And then with the branding of a because uh, they're all going to end up being branded by probably like some freak from fucking YouTube like this guy. But they're all going to be branded. So whereas you would go to the little vending machine to get your fucking sandwich or whatever it'd be cheap because you got it out of the little vendor this one it's gonna be like same quality just uh way more expensive because you're buying it from like ninja's restaurant or whatever well i'm sure they'll they'll be undercutting the price first for a few years for us right like loss leading on it Mm -hmm. it's you know we can enjoy our uh slightly discounted uh you know fillet of fish meals uh for for a few years you know because we're ordering it at home and not sitting down in and playing at the play place yeah you know no ball pit there's no ball pit in this future people um but just to think about that like uh imagine a vast kitchen full of of wage slaves uh all making food on the same griddles the same assembly lines and but it's all this it's all it's every restaurant Mm. it's all and the only difference is the you know they pull up a different menu and instructions for if you want but you, you know in the same order for the same household imagine this you're sitting at home and you're you know you and your family some people want to go to Burger King. Some people want to go to McDonald's and you know what? You can just get on the app and you can order at the same time from the same app, a Whopper and the Big Mac. Yeah. And it's made in the same kitchen by the same person and then put into two different bags, a McDonald's bag and a Burger King bag and brought to your house by the same, uh, also wage slave, uh, you know, app worker. It's it's a monopoly. Finally, our nation can heal. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we've all wanted, really. Well, guys, the ultimate choice. You know what I mean? Look, look, 
We're talking efficiency. We like that in America. What we really love is choice, consumer fucking choice. This is like, because look, there's going to be all the brands we know and love. They will be there. You know what we can also do if we do this? We can bring back all the brands we've forgotten that we ever loved. We can have <laughs> retro brands come back. Okay. We can, you know, like, because there's no overhead. It's all about, we can bring Amen. back. The, yeah, yeah, dude, fucking, what are Mr. some? Mr. Gaddy's Pizza. That's a local one for Texas residents. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, bring it all back. Fucking, uh, are there Godfathers anymore? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple. But like, uh, Red Lobster. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, you can like all, but I mean, stuff from like from the fifties that no one that doesn't exist anymore. I wish I could think of something like uh, it's Red Lobster, but it's Shrimp Fest all the time. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> yeah. Just when you want more shrimp, you just hit it on the app again. Like, br- bring me more shrimp scampi, and just bring you a bucket of shrimp scampi ever well <laughs> mr beastberger they sell t-shirts on their website and the t-shirt is literally just the menu of the restaurant well like, i mean again efficiency so so you're gonna have in the future we're gonna have <laughs> all the brands we know and love mm-hmm. all any old brands people come back as like retro like bring it back old time you can have some weird you know thing from i wish i had i don't have like encyclopedic fast food knowledge like that's not my thing so uh you know but skippers skip fucking skippers Skippers is gone dude fucking okay so you got the 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 fucking popcorn i want man remember the good old days when we get the popcorn shrimp from skippers yeah (laughs) uh yeah yeah you can order that it'll come in the same reprinted bag you know like the same they'll they'll have the same like maze on the back that you did as a kid you know they'll have to remember to put it in the skipper's bag as opposed to the long john silver's (laughs) yeah 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 uh, you know (laughs) oh oh the angry yelp reviews for the people who fuck up their retro fast food delivery (laughs) dining experience (laughs) holy shit but but there will also be because of this there will also be able to be like novelty uh random you know and fictional places too so you get this guy he's done this novelty new youtube creation brand that will either be folded into the new order or will never be here i heard about again after a month and then the new order will bring it back in 10 years like do you remember Mr. Big, Mr. Beastburger. Mr. Beastburger. Yeah. You can a, a classic Chandler style burger from yeah. Mr. Beastburger. You'll always be able to get the McRib. You'll always be able to get the Szechuan sauce. You'll always be able to get breakfast no matter what time yeah. of day. Oh my God. Breakfast yeah. 24 hours a day. Every breakfast menu. And they're you like, can have this, this the egg McMuffin and the like Jack in the Box whatever breakfast sandwich. Well, it'll be know? this egg sandwich is for Greg. Make sure you do not put it in the Starbucks bag this time. <laughs> right? He got very yeah, upset yeah. this time. Well, um, but but there'll also be able to be again because of the economies <laughs> of scale of this because it's all the only like differentiation is is the recipe packaging. for foods that are basically the same and the packaging, which then they'll be able to do fictional shit. All the restaurants from your fucking. TV shows that yeah. you love and your fucking yeah, movies. Like the Mel's like, Diner, you can finally try the fish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it'll all be there. Well, it's decided, guys. Uh, for Christmas this year, I'm getting each of you and me a Beast, Mr. Beast Burger gift card. <laughs> How I learned to stop worrying and love indigestion. <laughs> so, this is basically drop shipping, though, right? Essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demi, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's the it's the it's drop shipping. It's the Amazon model. It's like 
It's all of it uh, together, and it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, bon appetit. Welcome back to Mr. Good Burger. Oh, wait. Welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city that we love. We're here chomping on our Mr. Beast Burger and having a great time. Thanks for taking us down that um, absurd rabbit hole, Brian. Uh, <laughs> I've seen a vision of the future. Um, uh, let's, let's not lose track of that intro because uh we're gonna want to we're gonna want to play that back in 10 years <laughs> uh well nothing was more upsetting than bringing this up to the two of you both of you just staring blankly at me after this consumed me for days yeah he's like didn't you see it all over twitter like it was, oh, i couldn't stop looking at it. i was like we're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> anyway uh you know folks as we get close to the hall the the big holiday you know, the one that matters, Christmas. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I mean by that exactly. But, it's the only uh, one I recognize. <laughs> uh, yeah, Christmas is coming at the end of this week. Uh, I hear it comes uh, this time each year. If you want to <laughs> It is Christmas to, in the Northwest. Oh, yeah. Okay, if you want to hear us play Christmas in the Northwest and lots of other good tunes, you should tune in to our Patreon-only Seattle Sucks Christmas slash the Great Conjunction, the coming of the Age of Aquarius special. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash Seattle Sucks, uh, where we will be celebrating the reappearance of the star of Bethlehem just in time for Christmas, as well as the coming of the Age of Aquarius, long foretold. Uh, the Great Conjunction is upon us as of today, this day, as of this recording um this the stars and signs have aligned uh i know i got conjunctivitis and we're <laughs> gonna have all that <laughs> explained to us uh by our friend cassidy butler who will be celebrating these great uh momentous times with us as well as reading our charts so our birth charts we get, right, we're going her <laughs> we've given her our uh, birth info and we await um, the unfolding of the rest of our lives. So check that out on Patreon. And um, yeah, we were going to have Cassidy on for this episode to talk about the Washington Campaign Workers Collective and some exciting stuff that's going on about that. But um, that'll have to wait till uh, probably sometime in the new year. But that's going to be an ongoing thing. I might get a little bit of a up, brief update in the Patreon episode because um, I know some big things did happen with that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, what do we got, guys? That news is too explosive. Uh, it would be simply irresponsible for us to voice that on our listeners now, given its explosive nature. Yeah, so. yeah. And it's not just that Cassie's lazy and didn't want to do it. <laughs> Yeah. It's not just that another guest doesn't want to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> After we bought our headphones. Mm-hmm. I see how it is. Well, guys, uh, Christmas comes this time each year. And just like Christmas, so does the COVID death rate. <laughs> it goes up this time each year. We're now past 320,000. Uh, we had... 250,000 new uh, cases 
in a single day, which is a uh, record internationally as well as at home. And uh, I did see that apparently one in 100 people in Tennessee now have a have <laughs> have been diagnosed with COVID in like the last week. What is the death rate in uh, North Dakota at this point? Do we know that? Because a I mean, while who, back it was one in 1000 North Dakotans. Was oh, I, I saw like two weeks ago, it was already up to one in 800. Yeah, it's so are we at are winning. We to one in 500 yet? Yeah, I, I mean probably getting there and the big one is tennessee is having like a huge outbreak and it's apparently like the hottest place in the country right now except but they are just now debating whether or not they should have like mass mandates or whatever i mean in typical american fashion zero preparation for up to this point and now everybody's staring at their hands going but how could this happen um yeah we didn't know that covid loved country music just a big honky-tonk fan <laughs> So, yeah, there's 1,200 deaths in North Dakota. And North Dakota has, what, 5,000 people living in it? So, is that one in five? (laughs) But, yeah, uh, North Dakota, uh, like many states in America, will soon be outstripping China for COVID deaths. Uh, You know, just bulk numbers. Incredible. Um, It's... This is truly the shittiest country on earth. Yeah, it's yeah. astounding. It's amazing to sit back and think like it would have been better to be just about anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah our- but I mean, but that's the thing. It's weird. This is what we are. Look, we have perfected. This is American exceptionalism, right? Because look, we're all going on with our days. We like, we don't give a shit. I have not gotten the virus. I don't work in a hospital or a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I mostly don't work, but when I do, <laughs> I worked this week a little bit and uh, last week. And, you know, I was not exposed to that many people, you know. Uh, and there were a lot of precautions. Also, like, when I do work, it, there are like enormous precautions taken. Like everyone gets a test, you mm-hmm. know. And um, like I had to get a test to do my job. Two days of work last week, I had to get a test. Uh so I'm probably not going to get it. Uh, and well, so we can just go on and just, just, it really is what that fucking crazy China article was saying. It's like, we can take casualties and not give a shit. We just don't, uh, you, we do not care. We have perfected not giving a shit about other people in this country, not having any collective forget God. We've been talking for years in this country on the left about how there's no class consciousness in this country. Right. Mm hmm. I mean, that just sounds like an absurd thing to say in 2020, like to yeah. even bring up. Like, yeah, there, there's not even like an ounce of humanity. In there this is country. not like, an <laughs> ounce of humanity in yeah. this country. There is no concern. I'm not talking just about the people who are the fucking psychos who aren't who are like, I'm not going to wear a mask because uh, whatever. Well, I mean, that yeah, we have them, too. But like just as an entire society. The systems we've brought, I mean, I want to care about other people. I don't want to live like this. But even I, because of just the structure of everything of life around us, like I'm I'm just living my life how I normally would. This is an inhuman society. Yeah. Well, I think this kind of gets to my sort of question on this. At what point... 
By the way, we've passed all U.S. deaths from World War II. <laughs> oh, that was a, that was yeah. like yeah, like two uh, weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, um. So you know, three hundred twenty thousand dead. Uh, nobody really cares. Uh, pretty much. I mean, well, I think people acknowledge that it exists. I think everybody's already kind of mentally moving on because, of course, this vaccine that rollout that'll definitely happen without any sort of uh, problems or anything like that. Uh, th- that's going to save us. And plus, of course, uh, we'll be believing in science again. Yeah. But well, what I, is I, like, what's the t- t- tweet from Jay Inslee I saw the other day going, oh, you know, I'm really frustrated to learn that uh, they're telling us now that our our promised COVID vaccine numbers have been cut by 40 percent. Uh, gosh, what a bummer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you know, uh, the rollouts already hit huge stacks. But Inslee, I mean, we you know, this we're peaking, man. Like the it's the virus is worse in this country than it has been at any point in this entire sort of ongoing disaster anywhere on the planet. Yeah. And Inslee is calling to have kids return to school in January. Yeah. (laughs) Because we got to get back to normalcy. Right. And this is the thing, like this is, this is what Democrats are going to do. The second Biden's in office is every one of them, every state governor is going to come out and just be like, uh, all kids have to go to their, the position, like the Republican Democrat governor sort of like thing is going to completely flip. Yeah. Right. And nobody's going to notice and nobody's gonna be like, huh? I wonder if this is all just a game. Well, they've got <laughs> right? the, the ultimate Trump card. Now they're got, Well, the vaccine is rolling out. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. They can say it's happening. It's happening right now. For, and then we're going to be the crazy, you know, the, the people who get like angsty about uh, shit happening and people suffering in bad governance in this country are going to have, you know, for the next many years are going to be like, I mean, even like uh, some types, certain types of libs, you know, but mm. picture yourself in 2024 in the run up to the next election. Biden is running again. You heard what I said. Yeah. Running again on having whipped COVID and people like us are just pulling their hair out, screaming, you motherfucker. We (laughs) plateaued at 70 percent vaccinations two years ago. Yeah. And it has barely moved. Yeah. That's that's what we're looking at. Four mutated strands of COVID running wild through the country because you I mean. That's the other part. Big news, right? Is that England now has a mutated strand of COVID running yeah, wild? Well, it's everywhere. I mean, they're and, noticing, but yeah, yeah. I mean, which was exactly what people had warned about. If you just let it, if you let the disease run wild in your population, like that, this is a risk. You, but yeah, if you so, let, if you let the enemy you're fighting multiply yeah. billions of fold uh, on a time, like on a time scale, like to them that is like eons, like yeah. they're gonna fucking evolve. Yeah, yeah. So I you mean. Know? This is the thing is you're totally right. One, you know, we talked about this off And air. we still don't know. They're in, in in England where they have the most data on this so far. They're mm-hmm. saying like, look, God, uh, there's no reason to suspect that these new mutations are any more virulent. Though some people are going like, no, no it seems like they are. Or that they won't respond to the vaccine. Yeah. But they're saying it like that. They like keep saying they'll say it over and over again. But all they're really saying is we don't we have no reason to suspect that. So they're just saying we have no idea. The, all the shit they're rolling out now, mm-hmm. if it turns out that it's not effective against that, I mean, who knows? Yeah, maybe it, it'll have, maybe it'll be partially, but we don't know. We just don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a giant fucking disaster. I mean, that's what that we do know. And 
we had talked about this off air at one point, but uh, we are firmly coming down the side that if Joe Biden is alive in four years, which Greg is convinced he will be. I'm not convinced he's, he will he's be. He's definitely I think, running. I think it's very possible. I think he, well, yeah, he could die in the next year if what? his like brain just declines. Well, I guess what I mean is Greg was going hard on the he's probably going to be alive in four years. I, I would, me and Colin were pretty the, hard. I think I'm, he's definitely going to be dead. If you want me to bet, it, bet on it, I'd say I'll just bet on him being alive. Yeah. I could but totally see him dying. Either way. The point is, I think the, our, our point stands. Uh, I think we were all in agreement on this. If he is alive, he is running. Like yeah. there's there's literally no situation where he wouldn't be running. No, I think the, other look, than him I, being dead. I mean, I, I want to say there is a situation. The situation is that he's alive, but his mental faculties have declined so greatly that they can't hide it, that they can't keep up the charade. But the coral, the 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 addendum to that is that that would be meaning he's literally a vegetable. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they what that's the level that it would take for yes, them not to try it would and, have to be he yeah, like can't get eyes. out a single sentence yeah as long as he can get out a single rehearsed sentence in front of a camera and wave and smile once a month mm -hmm. he will literally run again what yeah. he's doing now right basically yeah, yeah. so but if they he can, can still do look he can do debates there. now he can have like you know they if they save up his batteries and they they juice him <laughs> like, and then they have time for him to like, you know, uh, rest up. Now, how many cycles of that can they do with him? I, how many, you know, you can only cycle a battery so many times, but, uh, no, that, that's what I think. I, I'm betting on him being alive and I'm betting on if that's the case, he would run the situation that I think would make it different is that he declines mentally to such an extreme degree that they can't hide it because they will hide. That's what you gotta understand is like, Yes, the, everyone is saying like, "Oh, he won't run because that'd be crazy." And what's going <laughs> to develop? They're pro even fucking Jill Biden is probably thinking that too. But what's going to develop around Biden? We've said this before. Is a group of people who are actually running the White House, right? From chiefs of staff to Jill Biden to any number of you know other cabinet people, other White House uh, advisors, national security advisor, freaks, ghouls, just, you know, absolute freaks and ghouls, Democratic Party <laughs> shitheads, uh, fucking, uh, just the worst people alive, and they're gonna have to basically partially run the country, and even with him in this state, I mean, mm -hmm. and so when that comes time to make that decision to have him run again and they're going to go oh you know what this is a, we this is we can't do this no they're going to say no we're going to hold on to power it's going to have that sort yeah. of inertia the only possible you know way out of that that i see other than the the things we just described the other one would be that if kamala harris is in this power group is the most powerful person in this power group that is running things from behind the scenes throughout this from the beginning then it will be in her power to go okay yes we've always said to maintain to keep it in the air always that mm. biden's going to not run again and and run herself but i i don't i that seems yeah. extraordinarily far-fetched to me there's no reason that kamala harris will be even allowed in the room half the time comically incompetent politician she brought I, nothing to this. She has no power. She owes them everything. She owes the yeah. people around Biden and Biden himself everything. All, all she can come in there with some entitlement, like I'm the next. I'm going to run next, but like they're going to 
if anything, the, the instinct for whoever this group of people around Biden and Biden himself will be to discourage that and shut it down. Yeah, it's more likely in my mind is more likely that we're looking at uh, a million plus COVID dead by next election than Kamala Harris uh, you know, running for president. Like in that, that scenario that you have described yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, well, this is sort of my question about this. If he does die, they, they'll definitely run her. Yeah, that's the only way I think, though. So this is my uh, question I have. At what point do you stop being a loon when you say that uh, the 320,000 dead and shit is on purpose? Like, I think at some point they figured out that rich people aren't going to die from this. The only poor people are going to die from this. And I think I think there's a lot of reasons why they've just let it run rampant. But I think that's part of it. Like every fucking guy, Bill Gates, all the way down, they're yeah. all Malthusianists. They all think the world's overpopulated. Absolutely. And they all want to kill like a huge chunk of the population of the country they want to die off. Yeah. And I think that they're just doing it. Yeah. No, but, I agree. Did you see that story out of Stanford where people working for home from home were getting the vaccine before um, people that were working like in some hospital or med- medical facility there? Yeah. Like, and that's, I think that's totally how it's going to roll out too. I mean, they, they're doing all this shit where they're like, Oh, we're going to roll it out. Like, you know, frontline workers get it first on that, but we know how this country works. That's not how it's going to fucking work. Right. Like so you can, you say all that, but yeah. then at every level in every, yeah. at every fucking, mm-hmm. every possible like twist and turn of this, like every crook in a coastline, there will be ways for people to slip through the cracks because mm-hmm. there are, America is a nation of cracks. There's yeah. no structure to any of it. We don't. We obviously don't have a health system. There's no health system where everybody <laughs> has a file, and in that file says yeah. what they do for a living and what their other things are that say, and that and some scheme has been made based on that to find all those people and vaccinate them in the appropriate order to determined by whoever. Yeah. So you can say all this shit about, but in about who's going to get it first. But in each, what we've seen, we see in each tranche of what they say from as much as you can even interpret it. There's always these things that you're like, well, that's why do those people get it? But that that's because that's the thing that actually matters. The little thing that's like, why does the defense contractors get it? You're like, because that's, what's going to get an enormous number of powerful people who can find a way to justify it based on that little loophole get it and then a bunch of other people who are also in that tranche like frontline workers and healthcare workers are just gonna not get it and who knows why will be again it'll be something you're reading books about from journalists fucking 10 years from now going you know the numbers boy we were never good but it'll i mean that's how this country works every nothing there's no accountability frankly when i guess so part of the reason we bring this up is right now we're literally waiting on a Senate vote for this new like relief package. Literally right now. The, the house yeah. passed it this afternoon. Yeah. And uh, me and Greg watched some very fascinating. It looked like it's from Bloomberg, but it looked like security cam footage from inside the Senate building Well, where it was all like shaky. Like people, you know, it was shot. It clearly had too few frames. So like people would just kind of like well, move quickly. C-SPAN cameras. The guy, yeah. you know, they're like people. <laughs> wait, wait. The no audio probably, you know they're they're probably down to like a uh, skeleton crew right so like they just point the camera and walk over to the next one you know but yeah it was it was a charming little production uh but we're waiting on this vote and i mean the basic 
run out or of what they're willing to hand out in aid is a means tested one time $600 check and a temporary $300 addition to people's unemployment for and, like 10 weeks. Yeah. For like 10 weeks. And this is what I mean when I'm like, they're just letting people die at this point. Like, I mean, this is so fucking absurd. And the, the obvious fallout that once that they're going to extend the eviction moratorium one more month, which yeah. is we're going to live in this forever now is this one month extension of the eviction moratorium. I actually think what they're going to do is they're just going to put more holes in it every month. Yeah, of course. So yeah. that the, the evictions don't come like all at once, but, but it's like they, a slow be saying 10 years from now, yeah. we're extending the eviction yeah. moratorium that applies to no one. Yeah. And that when there's fucking 40 million homeless people yeah. in America. Yeah. I mean, this is an astonishing, I, it's going to be, you know, both parties are going to flex and call this a victory. This is an astonishing act of cruelty. <laughs> 600 fucking dollars in a crisis that just like the 2008 fucking banking crisis in a crisis that has seen an enormous amount of money shifted upwards. Right. So this entire crisis has taken, you know, probably a trillion dollars and just kicked it up to the richest fucking people this is- in the country. And they're basically like, here's $600 for the trouble. Oh, by the way, we just took everything you have and gave it to fucking Bill Gates and like, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos. So fuck off. <laughs> Look, this is exactly this is what we've been saying for the last year. We've we talked about this a little, but we we watched Chernobyl uh, November last year, I think. And we we said, Brian, oh. If America ever had to face a disaster of this scale, <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> it would complete it would be an absolute catastrophe and we would not we would just ignore it and let it fucking kill the whole country. And what do you know? That's what's happening. And we've also been saying that, like, this just feels like like end of the Soviet Union shit, like like. Just the final, like the vultures just coming in to fucking Mm -hmm. rob the fucking bank. I mean, it's really started in 2008, but my God, they're just with these last two bills, just fucking money out the door and the laws. The weird there is there's all kinds of people saying this massive bill that they're passing right now that no one's read. There's all kinds of stories popping up about weird ass shit that's in it. Of course, there's the like legal exemption thing or the liability exemption for corporations. So you can't sue your employer for like making you work in unsafe environment for COVID and dying or something, which I think I wish, I wish that they, that say Bernie Sanders had argued about, had been pushing for 2000 a month retroactively (laughs) back to the beginning and held that hostage, you know, and threatened to filibuster it because they really seem to want that. But honestly, because it doesn't matter. Give it to them, whatever that they want that for the stock market. OK, that's like that's just like, say, takes off the possibility of getting sued at all. So you don't even have to pay for the lawyers or going to court or drag this shit out. But obvi- even without this. Mm-hmm. This obviously corrupt, utterly corrupt. This will they will be talking about that mm-hmm. as just an, in history books for hundreds of years as just one of the most grossly corrupt things. Like, oh yeah, we've we've entered a real new age of like just open <laughs> federal. But corruption. here's the thing: it would yeah, it doesn't really actually matter. Sure, yeah. The the that was an issue. It's it's a 
gross, just absolutely mask off, like corrupt thing. But no corporations were really going to be held accountable for anything. You yeah. weren't going to get through a court with your suit. Let's say, yeah, corporate liability. Why would, why, how could a corporation be liable for anything? It's not a person, you know, in, 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 except for, for donating reasons. Yeah. Regular people were never going to be made whole by, you know, doing class action lawsuits and challenging corporations for being made to work in unsafe conditions. That was never actually going to happen. So really, from where I'm sitting, they should have people like Bernie Sanders, I mean, who were, you know, did the most for people in this, if it was not enough, should have held that, this utter, corrupted, disgusting thing hostage for the 2000 a month retroactive, for the 600 extra unemployment benefits retroactive, for longer continued unemployment benefits and eviction moratorium stuff. They should have held that ha hostage and ultimately traded it. They should have traded Take the money for the working class. Let them do this horrendously, like, blatantly corrupt thing that isn't going to matter anyway, right? Like, it, it really wasn't going to have any effect. So, I don't know. I think they fucked that up personally. But uh, then again, I'm a poor person. It's uh, just astonishing acts of, of cruelty. And to bring it back to Seattle, you know, we had our own mini version of oh, this God. where we were believing in science and uh, trusting the experts and whatnot and our democratic mayor uh, with the, you know, help of, uh, you know, SPD ran a literally, it looked like that scene from they live where they uh, like rouse the homeless encampment. They live with the fucking police lines and shit, just beating the fuck out of everybody. It was literally just that right. Yeah. Uh, in Cal Anderson park on Friday, they did, a massive sweep of the homeless there, uh, which the stranger joked about on their Twitter thing. You know, congratulations to Mayor Durkin for ending homelessness. Who knew that all you had to do was just shove them out with uh, cops? Yeah, and they hit other know. encampments in other parks during yeah. the day. They did the whole bit where they tell, you know, look, it's everything we've seen. It's everything we know about the yeah. sweeps. A lot of, you know... It's not new cruelty. This is a continuation, right? Look, you they know? showed up with literal bulldozers and yeah. dump trucks. Uh, some other good details. They pulled up with... Uh, uh, mobile uh, porta potties for the sweep workers. Yeah, something that the re that the residents who've been living there had demanded, but they'd actually welded the bathroom door shut in the park so that they wouldn't be able to use the bathroom. Oh, it's just an act of cruelty. Plus, so they'd they be can, getting away with something. Well, and also shitting for free. Well, also it gives them the news burn too of saying, "Well, these homeless people are here and they just defecate everywhere and pee on the sidewalks or whatever." You know, that's part of why they lock the bathrooms up too. Is right? It's to create the spectacle. Right, that allows them. Well, this was a fucking spectacle. Yeah, this was yeah. a. And to what you've got to wonder what purpose? I mean, like again, I come back to this. What we said about Mayor Jenny, like this is someone who is. Ha, there is nothing else to her, but service to capital. There's nothing else there. Yeah. There's no personal morality. There's no. Yeah. E, there's certain. There's no political intuition. Yeah. <laughs> It's just capital is demanding this. Mm -hmm. So whatever the cost, just do what, just do it, do it so that they can see it being done. And the, uh, just the absolute cruelty. And look, those people, where, wherever they got scattered, all their belongings, their tents, the things that were keeping them mm -hmm. barely out of the elements that you may have experienced today, Seattle parodying itself with that fucking rainstorm today and then snow. And yeah. now it's below freezing out tonight mm -hmm. um 
So a lot of people are probably soaking wet and are going to freeze to death tonight, literally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, solidarity to the uh, people who went out and made their displeasure known, who who made it known that there are people in this town who are disgusted by this, who went out there and yelled at the cops and got arrested mm-hmm. and who helped barricade the place and, and who've been doing the, the community work, like bringing supplies to our unhoused neighbors across the city. Yeah. And uh, and there are various groups currently that are trying to like, again, get new tents for people and stuff like that. People should give money to those groups. Yeah. But yeah. But like, you know, uh, and, and seriously, like, solidarity with all of you who went out there someone we we have to do that we have to stand up and say like as this kind of violence is being done to human beings in your own fucking city you have to stand up and say that this is like a crime against humanity you have to make them make them make it a spectacle because they also happily do it quietly too Mm -hmm. you know but um and then just you know have capital B happy for that. But, you know, you make them make it a spectacle. After all this, I mean, Jenny's not even running again. Mm-hmm. There's this massive pandemic on that they've been doing this throughout. Just just no, just basically wanting these people to die, I guess. And, uh, you know what, showing up, uh, it's not going to stop uh, the state, the city from doing these kinds of things to people, from brutalizing people like this. Mm-hmm. Uh Showing up individually, uh, I'm not saying don't do it. You have to do it. Um, I, I might have liked to have been there. I was working myself, but I've been to others. To go up against the police state that wants to do this, the uh, the capital interests that want to do this, you're going to have to take power from them. And the battlefield for that is not at the locus of the crimes against humanity that they're doing. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be at Cal Anderson Park, basically. It's, it's, again, no shade. And I'm really, and I'm saying, keep doing that we have to keep doing that and mm. but there's got I, there's got to be a different there's got to be a larger war fought here a larger class war fought and it doesn't happen where they're doing the worst crimes against humanity it happens where their interests are yeah it happens where capital's interests are it happens uh where money is being made yeah well speaking of capital interests while the homeless are being moved out of Cal Anderson Park, uh, somebody moved into Seattle's historic labor temple, and that is uh, local businesses, a social club described by the Puget Sound Business Journal. A social club for business owners is moving into the labor temple. And the only reason we bring this up is they're they're clowning on us man That's, that this is, is this is what happens when you are power this is what's called a metaphor in the business you have nothing you have no power that's they're like looking at you waving saying haha we're the joker yeah this is you know terrell owen spiking the football on the cowboys star when he played for the 49ers i'm like dancing on the star right this is straight the clowning on us man and this is the thing you do when you're hapless as the dallas cowboys were at the time right and yeah, I'm glad that I lost everybody with a sports metaphor. But anyways, but the point being is... You saw my eyes glaze over. But the... <laughs> the real head's got it. But the thing is, is that, uh, you know, part of capitalism is, you know, when people refer to, like, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos as, like, reptoids and reptiles, 
uh, they're not the crazy ones. You're the crazy one if you're getting mad at them for that, all right? Like, they are fundamentally inhuman people, right? That's why people call them reptoids and reptiles. That's why people believe that they're fucking reptiles with a human mask, right? Because they are inhuman people. And when they control the fucking society, they make you inhuman. They steal your humanity piece by piece, whether it's dragging your ass to some shit fucking job just so you can live, you know, month to month in an apartment that you might get evicted from at any moment, or making you watch shit like this, them sending their fucking death squad out to a park to fucking evict the homeless a week before Christmas so that they can freeze to death in some, you know, abandoned area of the city where, you know, out of sight and out of mind, right? They're stealing, like, little bits of your humanity by making you watch this stuff and making you sit through it and all this shit. And, you know, part of going out and, you know, resisting these things is trying to get some of that humanity back. But the other part of it is, you know, collective struggle is getting your humanity back and that's what we need because they've stolen it they're making us into them piece by piece don't become jeff bezos don't become mini broke jeff bezos i mean you know the next step they'll be tearing the building down right because like all that is the the labor temple that is a shadow of a a labor movement from a hundred years ago that has that does not exist Look, didn't ever take power from capital. Yeah, you know? it, it, it did not succeed in its mission or else we would not be here. Yeah. All right. Well, along with the labor temple is coming is a new temple downtown. And that's the Amazon Go store, my friends. And oh, boy. Of course, we have uh, a true uh, believer, a true, uh, you know, cleric of the new order. <laughs> Danny Westy. <laughs> Fuck, one of the dumbest yeah. motherfuckers alive <laughs> in this town. Like, just a fucking, like, dumbest dog shit human being. <laughs> yeah, I had, I had joked uh, off mic or whatever that I would give our, like, an entire, like, yearly, our yearly Patreon earnings, which is millions of dollars. I would give that away right now to know what Danny Westney gets paid by the Seattle Times and what a regular reporter at the Seattle Times gets paid. And then I would just clown on Seattle Times reporters all the time about it. I just feel like you realize you're getting like half a Westney check right now, right? (laughs) (laughs) To do actual work. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But yeah, so Westney, he's got a sweet new piece. And uh, Colin, I think you were going to tell us all about it, right? I was, yeah. So this was posted on the 18th. And the title of this one is, What Does a Ray of Hope Look Like for Seattle in 2020? Well, that's good. I'm glad that we're going to find this out because I think we got a little grim there, Greg. For a yeah, this bit. has been a real downer so far, you know, what, with the Holocaust of the poor and marginalized in this country and in this city. Uh, <laughs> yeah, cheer me up, Colin. I mean, uh, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, the ray of hope is commerce because it looks like an Woo-hoo! Amazon Go store. <laughs> Imagine seeing the Amazon Go store and feeling hopeful. Ching. <laughs> yeah. So this is getting built on fourth, but maybe he mentions. Sorry, that it's not just ching. It's just a. It's just a beep, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when the telltale brown paper went up on windows downtown, signifying a new business coming. Some passersby. <laughs> he li- that's not just like a detail to him. Mm-hmm. That's like, like, like he loves seeing <laughs> the brown, the telltale brown pa- oh. paper. What the fuck are you talking? He about? is oh, like, there's a, a ooh, what's the what's the new 
uh, a, Enterprise a, going to appear in my neighborhood. The new train is Yeah. Oh, is a wow. Boy. Money being made. Real estate being used <laughs> for commerce. Like, what a fucking psycho. He, Shut the fuck up already. I am over this shit. He is a boy on Christmas morning. He storms He wants out to tear open the wrapping paper. The, yeah, he sees that wrapping paper. It's like a fucking Christmas present. If he doesn't oh, actually make that analogy, then he's a fucking moron. <laughs> uh, some passers-by started wondering and by some passers-by we know me, that just means me, Danny. <laughs> who is crazy enough to open a store at such a dicey spot for crime in the middle of a pandemic yeah it's such a dicey spot for real estate prices you mean yeah yeah but i love that too re- yeah uh, definitely opening a store right now crime is your problem yeah yeah crime <laughs> not real estate prices or the thing you actually he did actually mention the fucking pandemic yeah yeah for oh the the, the crime my god the crime <laughs> the area near a section of downtown that police call the blade started the year with a horrific daytime shooting and went on to endure riots and pandemic closures to make for the toughest year in street retail since the Great Depression. Again, Again, the fucking pandemic. But I'm already getting a picture of the future here, okay? So Amazon Go Store, the whole point is to automate the grocery store, right? So that you don't have to pay fucking grocery store workers. Everything's Mm -hmm. automated. You go in. You don't even have to do the self-checkout. You just, they know you come in, your phone... They use like uh, fucking machine taught uh, computers with cameras that watch what you buy and various other methods. And it just you it it pings your account as you walk out the door. So you need theoretically a very small staff to run a store like this. You need stock people. Eventually, they'll be replaced by robots um, <laughs> that all like all the shell like. Yeah, everything we'll have to have like a negative space behind it, like warehouse space behind every shelf. They'll have to build them that way. Cause the robots will go, you'll never see them, but they will be like inserting stuff in the back of the shelf, you know? But so the idea is like a low number of staff. Now, obviously already grocery store workers don't get paid that much, but what I'm picturing at this Amazon go store is a place where you barely ever see a grocery store, Amazon go worker, but there are like six overpaid security guards. Yeah, and that's the future, right? Uh, that's the way our economy is going, right? Like, get rid of all the uh, jobs we can, especially, you know, everything you can automate, do, but replace it. <laughs> if you take away uh, 10 uh, regular jobs, people that actually want that provide a service that people actually need, replace it with f- five fucking uh, cops. Yeah. Well, like 80% of jobs in America will be three categories, which will be cop, security guard, and prison, prison guard. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's just, it is the exact, this, this is, this is going to be a little microcosm of like the fucking uh, rural industrial areas that like it have gotten like uh, deindustrialized and replaced with uh, prisons, you know? By the way, I love that every just hack fucking reporter in town always does the area that police call the the blade because you know some cop told him that anybody who's ever like known a cop or talked to a cop knows that every cop is convinced that they were like in mogadishu and like 98 or whatever right like they you know they jerk off to these made-up stories of how dangerous their fucking job is and all that 
And I love the reporters. They're in it too. Like they're just circle jerking with the cops. Like, Oh, tell me more about the blade. Oh oh my God. And it's such fucking horseshit. Like (laughs) like, not one of them when the cops are like, please call the blade. Not one of them is waiting to tell the cops, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like record low crime. Shut up. (laughs) Like he's fucking dork. (laughs) Wait till you hear this next paragraph. Oh man. Okay. When the orange sign went up the other day, revealing it would be one of those Amazon Go no cashier convenience stores near 4th and Pike, it was a bit like a flower. Okay, a really rich flower. (laughs) Oh, he's a good writer. Gruesome rubble. Oh, he's such a good writer. What what beautiful imagery. You know he was excited about that one. Yeah, he's loving it. He loved it. Again, Christmas present was the correct answer here. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, yeah. Well, that I love, too. It's, you know, this is the thing that we had talked about last time. The the Mudede thing about how, like, the real neoliberal city is actually just empty. Yeah. And this is, I think, part of why these people love the Amazon ghost stores that has no people in it. (laughs) Well, you don't need to, you know, look, you don't need to pay that worker to be there. You don't also need to uh, think about transporting them to work or housing them. Right. Yeah. You don't need a neighborhood and they don't need to commute from the exurbs and take up space on your fucking freeway. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, you don't need so you don't need the 10 grocery store workers. You the the uh, you just need the five security guards. (laughs) It's really gross, too, that he's continuing to double down on this metaphor of a ruined city when they actually Mm -hmm. just completely resurfaced forth and have they took a whole car lane out. There's now like a bike lane. Um, it, it has the protected parking for for bike bicyclists. Like when it, I think we co- when I think we covered it on the show. But when Seattle's like right after Seattle's dying came out, uh, what two years ago or whatever it was, Danny had an article where he was like, uh, "They say Seattle is dying, but real estate prices keep going up." You know, like what it, I mean, it, was, it wasn't like he did anything like good with the article. It was just one of those like, oh, you know, can, can you believe? And I love that now he's like, nope, city's dying. Only <laughs> it's one lone flower, Amazon Go. Uh, psycho. A downtown advocacy group said they believe it's the first new storefront spotted since the coronavirus hit about 10 months ago. <laughs> Weird. I guess that's because of crime. Yeah, right. Not because I, Amazon stock has probably no. doubled in value in the last eight months. Well, the reason why you're not seeing new businesses has uh, nothing to do with crime or whatever dumb excuse he's about to give, but uh, coronavirus. Yeah, yeah, the, the obvious answer maybe is Maybe they're thinking the ahead. Maybe they're seeing uh, their business explode because they cornered the online market yep. and during a pandemic, and they're seeing... Uh, more brick and mortar, a, a rare opportunity that combines like a massive boon to them and a final nail in the coffin of brick and mortar outlets and seizing the opportunity to get in uh, wherever mm-hmm. they can. They're probably building fucking, they're probably going to speed up their launch for Amazon Go nationally. Like they're probably working on doing that right now, right? Because they're like, holy shit, we can't let the fucking other grocery store chains. Uh, get back they're probably building like 40 whole foods around america right now 
Well, that and I mean, the thing that he I would never acknowledge in this article, but it's like the Amazon Go store isn't appearing there uh, despite crime or poverty. It's appearing there because the city is liquidating its poor population. Right. Like this is a sign that the liquidation is commencing a base. Right. You know, yeah. uh, you know, this is like, uh, you know, watching the synagogue get knocked down and replaced with a church in like 1940s Germany and being like, wow, crime. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. new business moving interesting yeah. you know i think amazon is saying with this that they can see through to the other side of the pandemic and all the challenges seattle is having right now said john shoals head of the downtown seattle association the dsa as we know <laughs> yeah local seattle dsa there's otherwise lots and lots of vacant storefronts <laughs> i think amazon's looking through to the other side of this and thinking we're going to be the only business left in America. Yeah, <laughs> like is, we will buy everything. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> small business extinction like, event. Yeah, yeah. This just uh, ex- accelerated their plans by five years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the level of monopoly that's going to come out of this crisis is going to be unfathomable. Even for people. You're not going to care. You're going to be dead. Yeah. Even for oh God, hopefully even for people like in the golden age of like monopolies and like 1890s and shit. Even they would be shocked by the sheer, they'd be shocked by what we have now, but like the sheer level of things that like Amazon's going to control, the sheer, the fact that Disney will control every entertainment that you can watch or listen to, and Amazon will control everything that you can purchase, eat, whatever. Uh, it's it's going to be astonishing. Very excited. Yeah. Um By his group's running count, this horrible year has killed off 155 businesses in the downtown core alone, 82 restaurants, 48 retail storefronts, and 25 other businesses have closed permanently, according to the association. The tally includes big retailers like Columbia Sportswear and downtown's only full-service grocery store, Cress IGA, but doesn't count the scores of plywood plank shops that are just hunkered down, waiting for better days. (laughs) <laughs> yes uh definitely mentioned the plywood on the windows that's why they're hunkering down again not the uh rampant pandemic that has actually forced them by governor's order many of them to shut down yeah he's really not getting this at all i mean all these <laughs> companies these big companies again like amazon they have more money now than they have ever ever literally ever yeah. so yeah it's very easy for them to build one again now when he talks about Columbia Sportswear closing its physical location, it's like, you know why they did that? Because Amazon exists. I mean, this is the thing that we talked about in that Soul of Seattle horse shit, is that like for all the efforts to try and create this tenuous link between crime and businesses closing down, it's like the two obvious answers for why businesses are closing down downtown Seattle is because Amazon exists and it's putting those businesses out of business here like it is everywhere. And COVID, like, you know, it's so fucking obvious, you know, which is why they have to, you know, dissimulate and hide that fact as much as possible. Uh, The fact that it it happens to coincide with their, you know, extinction plan for the poor in the city. uh, You know, what a coincidence that they managed to make those two dovetail. (laughs) It may get worse. I went into the Pacific Place Mall on Pine Street the other day, as we know now, the soul of Seattle. It was was like a scene from one of those disease outbreak movies. Oh, you mean the disease outbreak? The disease outbreak (laughs) you're living through was like a scene from one of those disease outbreak movies you see all the time. Uh, (laughs) 
It was it was like one of those movies where three hundred thousand people die in the Again, country and nobody does anything. Is on the level that he is the, he is truly the perfect American, okay? Because on the level that he's processing all these, he's like, huh, huh. You see the connection I just made there? We actually are going through a pandemic, so it is. Kind of, he's like, huh, that's pretty clever, isn't it? You fucking idiot! If you had any humanity to process this on anything like a human level. Mm-hmm. You know, by the way, you'd understand that this is like those movies. <laughs> 320,000 people are dead. You know what's not like those movies? In those movies, the state usually attempts to do something about it. Whereas here, <laughs> they just do everything to ensure that it keeps happening, right? That the disease keeps going. That's the one thing that's different. This is the Dawn of the Dead. This is just people yeah. like left, like, like yelling at each other, each other on TV. That's all that's left. Yeah. We're in the bunker. We're in the missile silo in Day of the Dead, and we're just fighting amongst ourselves <laughs> over who's going to get eaten by the zombies first. All right, so I'm going to reread this because he, he had a second part of the sentence. Oh, so. sorry. Sorry, we no, interrupted. No, that's okay. I stopped because it was just too on the nose. So it was <laughs> like a scene from one of those disease outbreak movies where the hero shows up and everybody has perished, but he doesn't realize it yet. Why well, Loud- like- that that's just weird because what he means is a post-apocalyptic movie as opposed to a disease outbreak movie. But he's so fucking stupid. And all this is written just in one draft, you know, like just he just does one go at it. And it's like <laughs> oh, whatever. Phone, probably. <laughs> yeah, 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 dictating it. And it was that shit that they used to have dragon software yeah, where he's just dragon. dictating it to it. <laughs> yeah. Loud, happy Christmas music echoed through the mall's atriums with most of the stores either totally empty of customers or closed. That's uh, very unique to malls downtown. Uh, Definitely go to Northgate where it's very lively. (laughs) Things are going on. (laughs) Definitely people aren't running. All the Northgate crime. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, there is crime. There's those guys that are running the unlicensed car wash in the Northgate parking garage. Uh, big ups to those guys. But yeah, I mean, just amazing. This Again, I love that all this stuff is disingenuously... I mean, this is the Seattle's dying model, uh, model right? But disingenuously portrayed as if it's unique to these like particular areas of downtown Seattle and as if malls aren't just dying around the country, like everywhere again, literally because of Amazon, like the, the beast that's killing these things is in the city. That's the one thing that they got right. They just keep pointing. They keep pointing towards some guy with literally $0 sleeping on a sidewalk as opposed to the world's richest man and asking, huh, I wonder where all that money came from. What a fucking moron. Yeah, this is incredibly uh, simple-minded. But that Amazon is choosing this moment to go all urban pioneer and send up a flare of hope in Seattle is intriguing. (laughs) Oh, tell me more. Relations between the company and its hometown city have hardly been smooth. At the corporate level, it's widely thought the company is hightailing it to Bellevue and elsewhere though Amazon hasn't said that. On the street level, during some protests, vandals in the crowd often seem to preferentially seek out Amazon-branded things to smash. <laughs> I what wonder why. fuck is he... Jesus Christ. But also, like, I mean, Amazon-branded thing. that's like such a weird 
like because the problem is there's not really been anything Amazon branded to quote unquote smash at the protest because they only have like I think two of these little stores yeah and they're both like off the beaten trail or whatever off the beaten path so nobody's been over at them so I like it I'm, I'm just imagining him picturing them like seeing Amazon boxes like in the dumpster and then people go no and like <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> disassembling them and stacking them flat to show them or something I mean what what could that possibly mean? Other than he's just desperately trying to come up with some bullshit fucking, you know, uh, reason to show that Amazon is the uh, attacked, you know, party in this, as opposed to the one that is literally bleeding all of us dry. Yeah, it's quite tortured yeah. in that regard. Wait till you hear this quote. They have definitely been targeted, Scholes said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the richest company in human history whose wealth has been uh, just unimaginably expanded during COVID. But yes, they've been targeted. They're the victims here. You know. Yes. Yeah. The company that doesn't allow people to take bathroom breaks. Yeah. The company that they literally just had, as they always do every month, but just had another expose about how their warehouse workers, like a significant portion of them are homeless. Like a bunch of them live on food stamps and shit because they pay so fucking little. Um, I remember when they used to do the thing about how like migrant homeless workers would just live in the parking lots of these Amazon warehouses during the high seasons. And they'd have these like charming stories about it. And they're like, they're Amazon campers just having fun going yeah. from one warehouse to another oh, <laughs> to do work. We did an early episode on that. <laughs> oh yeah, I think so. Right. That's, yeah. that's how you know about this, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we told you. Yeah. That's Never how ever forget. That's how anybody in the city knows about anything. So congratulations. Bro, we taught Brian everything he knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think weren't wasn't Amazon the one that brought the suit to the Supreme Court about whether or not you can be paid for the time you have to wait in the fences yes. to be pat down. Yeah, yeah, no, it was brought against Amazon because right. they were demanding to get paid for it, and Amazon actually cited uh, a law that had been passed specifically for mining companies, so that the mining company wouldn't have to pay the mine workers for the like trip down the mine shaft. Right, amazing, and, and it was truly astonishing because it was one of those moments of like that's part of your commute. It was it, when it was handing the baton off from like the evil mine owner to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Take us into the future, Jeff. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah, and they've been involved in price fixing schemes, especially most notably in books. But that's yeah, just a few of their many crimes. But here they are plunking a store down in the epicenter of it all. Maybe it will be well-suited to pandemic times because purchases are recorded by cameras and an app with no human contact. They call it Just Walk Out Shopping. That's a link, by the way. Oh, sweet. Often, I mean, What could that possibly be linked? Here we go. He's about to, uh, to West Nut here. Often the stores <laughs> have only one employee on site. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. I love it. Uh, I want my stores to have as few employees as possible because <laughs> I do not count myself among working people. Yeah, what so. a psycho. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay. One business owner on the block who asked not to be named because he didn't want the negative attention that comes with talking about Seattle's problems. It comes with being a giant shithead in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> said the Amazon store is great news because it's, again in quotes, a sign of life for the neighborhood. Yeah, the neighborhood, the one that shuts down at like 6 p.m. or did before the pandemic because everybody that was there left and went home. Yeah. Uh, But just walk out shopping 
is nothing new down there. Here we go. You ready for this pivot here? Oh my God, that rules. That's so fucking good. It yeah. was shoplifters that ran off the Bartels and the IGA on third, not the pandemic, he said. So that <laughs> one employee thing, they better be ready with lots of security. Called it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all of Seattle SWAT is just going to work down there at the Amazon Go store. Yeah, uh, basically. I mean, again, we've we mentioned this a million times, but it's, it's worth just mentioning every time it gets brought up. Uh, we literally know why all those stores left, which was a combination of Amazon running brick and mortar stores out of business, as well as high real estate prices, which all of them complained about when they left because, you know, property has gotten so fucking crazy expensive in the city and the fucking pandemic. I love that they just keep out, just tossing it out out of hand. Like, uh, surely the pandemic had nothing to do with the fact that Honestly, this store you have to go inside of and stuff is, is doing poorly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, and the fact that everyone's broke. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one, nobody has any money. And two, you know, people are not going into stores, right? They're ordering shit off of Amazon. Hundreds of thousands of people, of thousands of people starving is going to have an effect on the grocery store on, business. Yeah, on the IGA. But yeah, I mean, they are, this will be in three years when, you know, after the like business extinction event that is this pandemic happens and everything gets monopolized as owned by three companies, this will be the official narrative was that it was because of crime. Like th the pandemic will be completely written out of history. Like, like, whereas we talked about the 1918, like flu and stuff that like, I, this is my prediction in 50 years, the pandemic won't even be in history books. It'll just be <laughs> completely written out and they'll be like, you know, there was just a lot of urban crime <laughs> in the year uh, 2000 or 2020. And that's why uh, everybody had to become homeless. And <laughs> everybody now is like a, uh, you know, indentured worker for fucking uh, Amazon uh, crime. Urban crime did it. Tech has so dominated Seattle and the pandemic that it's probably fitting. Our ray of hope would come in the form of an automated cashless unstaffed convenience store so 2020 goes <laughs> fuck this guy yeah <laughs> i love it give it to me <laughs> <laughs> the other big downtown news is also a form of progress i guess but it's a sad day as far as union people are concerned Oh, my God. He actually mentions this in here. Holy shit. I love, by the way, union people. You know, that, that classic group. Union people. <laughs> yeah. no. Union um, Americans. Yeah. But he, he identifies it as a bit of progress first. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Er eradicating any sort of labor organization is always the first step to progress in any country. <laughs> <laughs> the historic Seattle Labor Temple on First Avenue in Belltown the main meeting hall, office space, and drink-up spot for card carriers since the 1940s has been sold to a developer for $11.4 million. That's weird. That seems like a lot of money for a building in a crime-infested hellhole. Of yeah, I, wonder, I wonder what they're thinking. Yeah. As this newspaper's Ron Judd wrote a few years ago... <laughs> can't make this up. Ron fucking Judd. <laughs> As classic human, Ron Judd wrote once. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the Judd scion. For seven <laughs> decades, it has hosted some of the city's most passionate debates about unionism. 
local and national politics, civil rights, and other matters of concern to Seattle's decidedly left-leaning movers and shakers. Countless national politicians have given stump speeches inside these walls. Civic campaigns have been birthed and buried. Heartfelt arguments made for or against potential workplace strikes. So the one thing that jumps out to me here is that uh, Ron Judd could at least kind of write. Yeah, yeah. He at least went to one year of fucking journalism school, (laughs) unlike uh, Danny. For better or worse, people remember, I sure do. I covered a bunch of those political debates, and my own union, the Newspaper Guild, held tense meetings there when we were in a showdown with the Seattle PI years ago. It's so funny to think that Danny is some sort of old hand at journalism. Yeah. Considering it's not every article you read from him, it's not just that it's like reading an article that somebody wrote for the first time, like <laughs> this is my first article. It's as if they've never read journalism either, right? Like it's classically shitty writing. So I'm glad that practice doesn't make everybody perfect, apparently. I mean, Danny's the guy who, in all these, you know, tense uh, labor negotiations as over the years, as a newspaper business was shrinking in this town, he was probably the fucking scab, the stooge for fucking <laughs> management who was always shitting on the idea of any sort of work stoppages or strikes or any conflict with management and thus uh, never never got the layoffs, you know? Yeah. He never got the pink slip as the as, as newspapers just downsized steadily. So he just, he rose to the top to well-paid columnist. Yeah. He was the human embodiment of Scabby the Rat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The unions are said to be decamping to a building in Soto, while the developer, Fowl, plans a renovation... (laughs) Sure enough. (laughs) ...and preservation of the landmark Art Deco building. All good. But then, the Puget Sound Business Journal revealed what's coming next. The Labor Temple, long the gathering place of Seattle's union members is set to become a members-only social club for the business set. Of course it is. 2020 can't get any 2020-er than that. My God. West He's loving out. it. He's loving it. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck all this shit. First Fuck Danny West. I love that Westney basically, <laughs> in a lot of ways, uh, is kind of iterating the same thing that we were just talking about prior to reading this horrible article. <laughs> uh He's basically because it's all so obvious and right up there that it's easy to see. He just in, he just thinks it's all cool. <laughs> like, like, wow, check it out. Yeah, check it, out what's happening. He thinks it is in fact neat. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that, that sign off piece. Twenty twenty can't get any twenty twentyer than that. Is like, am a, I right? Yeah, that's the kind of thing that you West see, Nut out. Yeah, seeing like a forty year old who's writing for BuzzFeed and trying to act like a twenty year old would put in a piece, right? You know, just painfully bad. I mean, this was basically like an overlong Facebook post that we just read. So. <laughs> Ooh, that sucked ass. Yeah, that was yeah. atrocious. Fucking brutal. When can we draw and quarter him in the street? Maybe down <laughs> in front of the Amazon Go store? Yeah, right at the blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take him to the blade. Can you imagine how cool that would be? In a video game? Yeah, if there was oh. a video game about that. Yeah. yeah. No, Oh, well, that was another wonderful romp through uh, Seattle and through this wonderful country. So with that, I think we should probably uh, bid adieu to our wonderful, uh, beautiful listeners uh, who, by the way, can 
just go over to our Patreon page and for the cost of uh, one item at an Amazon Go store, $5, could become patrons and listen to all the beautiful content that we have. So much content. Yeah, so we have a uh, history of Harry Truman and the start of the Cold War. Uh, part three is coming out soon. I believe it's going to come out next week uh, so that we can make room for uh, our doom charts to be read. Uh, our friend Cassie is going to look into the stars and see how each one of us is going to die. So if you want to know the date, location, and cause of death of all three of your hosts, and I got news for you, it's all the same place, same date, same time, same cause. Uh, tune in. Become a patron. <laughs> Find out. <laughs> yeah, it's when we climb into the deep fat fryer that ends up being a portal to the Mr. Beast Burger. <laughs> well, what I like about it is of knowing the time and place of my death and who I it happens with is that I know we make it through the pandemic because that means we can get together with Colin again. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. We should we should end on that sweet though. Yeah. Oh, uh, I just remembered they're called automats. Automats. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll end on that note instead. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>